They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Thoughts That Rock, the podcast that is about exchanging two pieces of life-changing advice squeezed into about 30 minutes or so. We know exactly where you are right now. Life is busy. You don't have the time. We get it. That's why we try to do everything we can to squeeze those little nuggets of wisdom that's going to help amp up your life. So it doesn't really matter what you're doing right now. If you're listening to Yanni or you're playing with a yo-yo or you're getting a, a foot massage at Happy Feet off of Highway 50 in Orlando, it doesn't really matter what you are doing in this moment because... We just want to be the 30 minutes that you look forward to every single week. Just a quick reminder, everybody, whatever format you're using to listen to the podcast, if you like the show, we would absolutely dig it if you would just take a moment to give us a rating and to share your comments with as many people that you think that would be interested in, once again, getting those little nuggets of advice. Listen, it's not always about you. Sometimes it's about what we can do for you. So if there's anything that we can do to shift your mood, to light a candle, to cook you some... What, listen, you know what time it is. What time is it, Brian? When you hear this music, it's business time. Business time. Yeah. Our guest today is Angela Robb, the president and CEO of LeaderCast. I am so excited to have Angela on the program. Angela, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Thank you both so much. I'm so excited to be here today. This is yeah. awesome. Listen, you made my day. You've come a long way growing up on a farm in Indiana to your first job selling eggs to neighbors. Uh, here you are now, sort of the captain of the ship of the global pioneer in leadership development. Those of you who aren't familiar with LeaderCast, they are a mammoth. Uh, LeaderCast Live, one of the uh, premier events in the country for leaders. It's the world's largest one-day leadership event. Over 100,000 attendees, 600 locations, 20 different countries. Uh, their their Leadership Now platform, online video library, over 700 videos featuring 150 different leaders sharing easy access solutions to daily leadership challenges. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. This year, 2019, people like Gail King, Patrick Lencioni, uh, last year in 2018, man, I mean, Jim, you know, you we we had some friends even uh, on the Leadercast stage. We yes. do, and I'm a huge fan of the shows. I've actually, you know, I know Molly Fletcher and Cat Cole, and I think you've had uh, Carrie Lorenz on the show before. Andy Stanley, I think, is <laughs> he's there every single year. But I think, um, you know, for me, the in-person events. I mean, I, I've attended a couple of these here in Orlando in some big arenas, and uh, have just always admired the content very positive and i think people can go in to get the these great 
moment of wisdom that they can walk away from. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm such a huge fan. And it's just it, it's exciting to see that Angela now runs all of that. She's she's kind of a big deal, Brand. She is kind of a huge deal. <laughs> so, Angela, thank you so much. How, how are things going over on the on the leader cast front? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you both so much for your kind words. It's, it's an honor to be at LeaderCast. Um, we have an amazing history um, founded by John Maxwell. And so every day to wake up and just work um, to hopefully, you know, make the world a better place is, yeah. is what inspires our team. And so thank you for acknowledging that. But what's exciting is uh, three years ago, we started the LeaderCast Women event because our trusted community came to us or our community that trusts us and said, we want an event that has a speaker cast of women. It's an inclusive event. And uh, so we're going into our third year of that, and we are tripling the event this year in size. And so there's just such demand for it. And we just are working like crazy right now towards the women's event, which is on October 18th, excuse me. So it's going to be amazing. And we, uh, the goal is, and I'll put it out in the universe, guys, and you can challenge me on it as we grow our friendship, is that by 2022, uh, we want to have the world's largest one-day event for women, and uh, hopefully we will have conferences and other associations around the world that come together of all beliefs, of all organizations, and that we have just this mega-inclusive women's event. So that's, that. that's what we're working on, man. Well, we are so excited to hear that, you know. Obviously, the the tides need to change here, and uh, that only happens with deliberate intention. And the fact that you guys are really putting a focus on it is what's going to actually bring that and manifest it to to life. So, so thank you for for putting the effort on that. You know, I will say, last year uh, you had one of my favorite authors of all time, uh, Ian Morgan Crone. Um, his book Chasing Francis uh, was a life changer for me. That it's just fantastic. And the only bone I have to pick for you is you also had Joe Torre, um, and as a <laughs> lifelong Red Sox fan, um, you know, uh, let's just say I, I, I pushed pause when I was watching <laughs> online <laughs> um, because, oh, you know, Alex Cora, I mean, can't, can't we get some Red Sox blood on that stage eventually? I mean, I think it's only fair. Brant, you're in the South. You're in the South here. We, uh, you know, that's fine. I just be happy so, you have a I'm team. So I get it. I get it. So, yeah, we're working on that. Make sure you send me an email, okay? We'll take it into consideration, buddy. How's that? <laughs> that is the <laughs> most polite way to say, keep your mouth shut. We got it handled over here. Uh, we are going to do, you know, we do things just a little bit differently uh, here, Angela, versus the sort of traditional interview style on a lot of different podcasts. We like to jump right in to the point that you're going to give that great piece of advice. So the floor is yours. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock, number one. Okay, are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. Live your life. All right, here we go. Live your life with a servant's heart. One day, you may have to ask others for help. Mm. Wow. I, honestly, it's like you had me at servant's heart, but what, where does that, where, where's the root of that come from for you? I'll, I'll, and, and this will go deep very quickly, but uh, I, 10 years ago, actually was walking in uh, at my former employer and 
quite honestly um, knew that I was going to be promoted. The uh, grapevine uh, confirmed it, which we all know those are reliable at our workplace. <laughs> right. um, and uh, the weekend prior to going into that appointment, knowing I was going to be promoted, I actually went car shopping um, because I thought I needed a new car to celebrate, which was goofy because I certainly did not. But um, walked into that appointment on a Monday afternoon and immediately realized when everybody else in my division showed up that I was not being promoted, that I was actually being risked. Whoa. And, yeah. Um, and the moment I actually went out with one of the board members uh, for lunch prior to walking into that meeting of the university and so someone that gets considerably and he was like, you're part of the brand and I'm so excited for you. This is great. And uh, so, yeah, walk in, getting risked, and went to a conference table and sat with all these other people in my division, and just my brain was all over the place. And to, I think most people know, I think you guys, whatever has happened in your careers, but we kind of have ideas when moments like that are going to happen. I had no idea. Blindside. Right. Yeah. And so the, sh- the shift in my head was just pretty nuts. But through that process, um, I cried for 24 hours <laughs> and then I had a friend yeah, that, uh, you know, and my daughter was very upset, single parent, you know, second worst depression that we were dealing with mm-hmm. as far as economically. And here I am, you know, what am I going to do? My career is predominantly um, comprised of experience in higher education and executive ed and just completed my MBA. And I thought, okay, um, you know, here I am in this pickle. What am I going to do? And the moment of realizing when you serve and you are a servant leader is that my community came around me and it was I don't know how the people knew about it, but within a 12-week period, I had 141 interviews and appointments um, by just the community reaching out. But but the reason that I want to share about that one day you have to ask for help, uh, a very well-known Atlanta, uh, hugely regarded gentleman that does executive placement for the Fortune 50 Someone said, hey, I want you to go meet with this gentleman, and I'll use his first name, Randy, and, and I walk in, and I'm like, wow, okay, thanks, and end up in there, and this guy turns around and sits down, and he's like, Angela, I want to let you know you're here for one reason, and I'm like, yes, and he said, I'm going to tell you a lesson, two lessons, and he was like, I want you to know that we've all been through this in our career, and this moment, this juncture in life will make you better personally and professionally. And at this point, you know, it's like, I feel like I've been throat punched because I'm trying to hold back crying. Um, And don't know this guy. And he's like, okay. And he said, and here's the lesson, the biggest lesson. I've heard you've helped a lot of people. And in fact, the reason you're sitting in that chair is because you've helped a lot of people. But the greatest lesson is now you're going to ask all the people you've helped for help. And gosh, I still, my voice, you can tell right now, my voice quivers when I tell that story because that was probably one of the greatest moments of my life Yeah, that this independent, um, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Dance, Dances with Wolves, my mom's nickname for yeah. me is Stand With This. <laughs> um, 
So, um, you know, that's kind of the persona and that's how I've lived my life is I'll take care of it, taking care of my child since I was 27 um, when she was three and, and have done all that. But anyway, that moment was like, holy smokes, but it changed my life because my, even my emails and my requests were going out. And instead of saying, I've gone through this change in my career and all the ways that we try to pad those things to not sound like, Hey, I've been ripped. Um, I was honest and I just start, I started out emails with, I need your help. And that hugely humbling moment, not just to go through a riff. And I understand that it was completely a business decision, but what I learned personally was to drop the guard and just put it out there. And the world will come back uh, in, in tenfold if you're just willing to put yourself out there. You know, I think it's it, it's such an incredible lesson to learn, but so difficult, right? Because we've sort of been taught for decades um to put to put our best face on right and to not not sort of show the scars if you will and and here you are having to to come up with this incredible level of vulnerability and and it's interesting that that the more of these uh, episodes that we record that this theme of of willingness to be vulnerable uh, just continues rearing its head because uh, I think the higher you get in leadership right the higher position you hold the more difficult it actually becomes to continue that level of vulnerability that's truly required to make you human, right? I mean, that's that's part of the, you're expected to have all the answers, you're expected to be captaining the ship, um, but in reality, you're human like everybody else and you hurt just like everybody else and you make mistakes just like everybody else, um, but but it's we, we get into this protective mode where we don't wanna show anybody those things because we want them to think we're infallible in some cases so that they will continue to follow our lead. And I mean, it has to be tough, right? I mean, forget the fact that, that you're now dealing as, as a woman leading this as well and the extra pressure and all those things of trying to fight for what's right and equality. And, and it's like, gosh, I mean, the pressure is enormous. It, it is. And you know what, what it, what it, lead me to and where I think that organizations have to get to that understanding or leaders actually have to get to that understanding sooner than later because we have a workforce of millennials that are driven more by giving back. And so I think the for-profits, if we don't recognize that we have to work with a level of transparency and honesty and and vulnerability, we're going to miss out on some real talent. Um, and, and so for me, you know, running leader cast is an absolute insane story as well. It's part of this decade that I call my vision quest and the peyote. Um, and, and through that process, you know, my greatest strength has been vulnerability and, and that moment that, that gentleman, Randy opened up, um, all of the things that I can do, um, and, and play off of my weaknesses, and, and it's through that honesty and vulnerability. But my team will tell you that now because we are what we would deem as we're transforming the organization. Yeah. And transformations are tough when you have an incredible brand, an incredible product, that we just know that we're called to do more and to, uh, you know, have greater effects on the world. So 
So I think it's playing and voting as well as in the organization as well. Angela, walk us through what what was it like to have to turn around to the people that you have helped for years and and literally say, here's what happened and I need your help. Walk us through what that was like for you. That was, that was tough. That was, you talk about pride being at the table. I mean, I felt like, honestly, um, that I walked around with a bloody nose probably for a, a good couple of years in regard to, obviously, just my pride, right, being bruised. Mm. So I also had to learn in that process that uh, the organization came back to me two weeks later and had a new position, right, when you go through reworks like that. And I told him no, and that was a pride thing. But um, walking through there was just, there were one juncture after the other where I was like, wait a second, are you doing this because it's, you're doing it for yourself and your daughter, or are you doing it to show that you got knocked down and you can stand back up? So at each, at each juncture, to answer the question, it was just one uh, pulling back another piece, or if you look at the onion, sure. I felt like I was just shredding myself internally yep. to really get to some falseness. Um, you know, I, I'm a German farm girl, and my dad's comment he always would say is, you, you may outlove me, but you'll never outwork me. <laughs> and work has been my greatest validation in my life. And obviously being a parent is number one. My daughter is my greatest success, but I have been falsely validated for a very long time through achieving at work. And I I still aspire to be excellent as a leader, but I do believe even at that 10 year moment, uh, when this gentleman said about asking for help, there was something that, that changed in me as far as knowing that all of that is false and can go away in a moment. And so I lead differently now. Well, and, and what you learned from Randy, I know Randy, uh, you know, his tools and processes are some of the things that I've used when I had a recruiting company a few years back and, and you know how positive he is and he's all about abundance mentality. And now it's so good because you've adopted sort of that same mentality. Not that you weren't before it was a, it was a shock and awe moment when, when that occurred to you, but now you even have a bigger servant's heart. So you're, you're able to now spread this type of wisdom and, and probably pass on, not, not just on the show here, but regularly you're, you're passing on this advice of, Hey, listen, you you know, you may have to ask others for help. So you need to sort of extend yourself, you know, as much as you possibly can. And, And we have, we have several friends. I know I do personally in my background who like yourself, they're salt of the earth, very positive, always kind, philanthropic, you know, we'll do anything to bend over backwards and help people, but then they have fallen on hard times and, and they've had to ask for help, whether it was, let's say, job contacts or places to crash or money or helping them move or whatever it is. So I, I, I love this whole mentality. I, I'm not sure if, if uh, Brand, I've, I've not mentioned Nick Cirillo before. He's fairly well known in the industry and you might know him, Angela. He owns a uh, uh, an independent pizza place, very large buildings uh, outside of Chicago uh, called Nick's Pizza and Pub. And he talks about the story and has actually written a book about this, about how one of his locations were literally a week away from closing, just financially couldn't make the numbers. And despite what you know, his marketing people and some outside PR agency was saying, he was vulnerable and extended 
himself out into the community and said, listen, if you want this thing to survive, you're going to have to help us out. And not only did it, did the community rally around it, and it was a nice, good feel local story, but he got some national prominence and I think was featured on uh, on uh, some late night show. And all of a sudden the thing is extremely successful, but he had to have that same epiphany of I'm at the end here. This is a huge moment for me. And I had to turn some things around and stuck his neck out and became very vulnerable. So, you know, we, we again have all of these people in our lives, but here you've had an opportunity to, to not only have that moment as, as heartbreaking, you know, as it was at the, at that time, but now you've been able to translate it to other people. I just think that's, that's fantastic. You know, you, thank you. Um, You mentioned about, you know, as I was reaching out to these people and, you know, I think the the thing is, is what you don't realize, right? Um, I, someone asked me, what is my personal mission statement? And, And since I've been very young was, I just want to leave every moment better than I went into it. And so like, for me, it's like, even at a gas station, do you make eye contact? Do you smile Mm -hmm. at people? Right. And, and, and so it was a a tricky situation to have go out and ask people that I had helped, but to not get falsely validated again by hearing how I had helped them. Right. It wasn't, that wasn't the moment. And so it's interesting, even at that juncture, I started doing a servant uh, leader SWOT analysis, which I still do every day to make sure that I'm not getting puffed up by trying to just be the servant, right? Because we should all do that and no one ever sees or hears about it. So like even I meditate prior to coming on to this today because I'm very cautious of that because that's a slippery slope for all of us, especially in a world that everything's on social media. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's interesting. I have a friend who, you know, Jim and I both sort of have adopted your philosophy of, of the servant's heart, um, in, in everything we do. Honestly, the only reason I'm even here today is because of Jim's servant heart of, of sort of taking me under his wing years ago when I wanted to branch out in and become a speaker and an author and all these sorts of things. It's very true. Very, it is true. It is true. It is true. Without his, without his help, without his money, without his, (laughs) I mean, all the stuff that he just said, what, what is mine is yours. And I, you know, he walked me in to Kepler speakers who I'm now, you know, uh, like Jim, uh, and exclusive with them, yeah. but that only happened because of his servant's heart. And, and I think that a, a, as you're right, you, you have to be careful at times because when, when you want to help everyone and you want to make sure that you do everything in your power to change what's possible for the people in your life, both friends, family, and strangers. Um, I had a friend who always used to tell me, look, you have to think of this as you're, you're climbing a ladder. And if you get to the next rung and start reaching down to pull people up before you, your footing is sure, um, the only thing that's going to happen is they are going to pull you back down every time. That's right. And they don't, they don't, they're not trying to, they're trying to, to get where you are, but you have to give yourself enough time to build a strong enough foundation and, and have a strong enough grip there that you can actually do what you're trying to do. And, and sometimes that servant's heart will lie to us a little bit to say, I just want to help. I just want to help. I just want to help. And in reality, you're hurting yourself. Was that me? Am I the one who said that? <laughs> no, it is not. That wasn't one of mine. It was not one of yours. <laughs> okay. It was All not right. one of yours. I just, I want to be clear. Welcome to uh, <laughs> Narcissist Anonymous. <laughs> right. Um, part of 
today's sponsor of the show. Thoughts that rock the podcast for narcissists. Your name is Nart, and I'm Narcy. But anyway, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's, isn't it? No, but I think that it's it's so true, right? Because that um, it is in working in in leading leader cast. I love the organization, and when I when my uh, job title flipped there, it was fascinating to me. All the people that reached out um, and do every week and every day that you know, want to speak. And, and it's interesting because I, I don't want that. Yeah. I, the greatest thing that motivates me is I want to expand the platform and to provide people with the opportunity to impact the world yeah. and to impact more people's lives. And, and I think that that's probably been a little bit different than um, people that have been there previously. And, and that's not saying anything. I'm not, that's not being defaming whatsoever. It's just for me, um, I want to I want to work behind the scenes and I want to grow this thing out because you mentioned it one of you earlier and I apologize I'm not remembering who about what we do at LeaderCast and I do believe in what we do and the impact that we make in the world. It it is absolutely incredible. I just want to do more of that impact. We need greater ripple effect. It's yeah. like, how do we get all the great leaders and speakers like yourself to say, we're all going to jump at one time and yeah. we're going to make the earth move. Yeah, That's what I'm committed to, right? And, and making that platform and that stage for, for people to go out there and do that. Yeah. Well, I, and I think, you know, that, that analogy that, that Brent, you just gave also about the ladder, I think is a perfect segue for the thought that we want to talk about as well. And, and hopefully that ties in very well with Angela, with yours, you know, you're, you're talking about having a servant's heart and one day you may have to ask other people for help. Well, there's this other side to it around. And here's our thought. You've got to accept your weaknesses so that you know who to ask for help. So where this sort of comes from, and we've sort of touched a little bit on this is, you know, you see a lot of companies taking these. Uh, assessments to identify your strengths and your weaknesses. And, you know, that's all good. But I think unlike what, let's say, corporate America has taught us for decades, honestly, it's better to subscribe to, you know, that Marcus Buckingham approach, the Don Clifton approach. These are the guys that sort of pioneered and and focus on strengths-based leadership. And, And a lot of the people that you actually have on the LeaderCast show are extremely positive, as we talked about. Their approach to... I think focus almost exclusively on strength saying, listen, don't, don't worry about it. Everybody's going to have weaknesses. Um, but you've got to be vulnerable enough to know that you are strong in some areas. And, and what you should do is fill in the gaps, you know, surround yourself with people who excel in those areas. I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, Marcus's books. His first one, I think was first break all the rules. And then his second follow-up was now discover your strengths. And, and, you know, he's, right out of the Gallup organization. And I just, I love that yeah. whole strengths finder mentality. And, and as an organization, or even as a leader, you got to be strong enough to say, we're not going to focus so much on weaknesses. I know that would be really, really tough, but once you accept what they are, then you can sort of, you know, go after the people to help round out the team. And I know Brant, some of the work that you've done in the past in your former life, that's what you do. That's what you focused on. Well, sure. And <clears throat> Angela actually, 
uh, knows Alan Schaefer, who founded Banding People Together, who I've I've been a part of since since the very beginning. And you know, Alan's goal always was to try to make people focus on the collective strengths of everyone in the room. If you really want to collaborate, we have to benefit from those collective strengths. And you know, in my head, I always go back to the when I was a kid watching the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. You remember uh, the the cartoon Bugs Bunny when he was uh, playing baseball, and the announcer was like, "Now playing third base, Bugs Bunny. Second base, Bugs Bunny. First base, Bugs Bunny." And and the <laughs> you know the idea is. Is you can't be playing all these positions and have any hope of being successful in the long term. And and I think that, you know, this idea of accepting your weaknesses so you know who, and this is the key, know who to ask for help because there are going to be people in your life that are rock stars at the things that you are not. And it's only when you accept the fact that you struggle in these areas that you're going to know who to ask for, who to partner with, who to collaborate with. Yep. And I think that that's the beauty of the strength-based approach. Would you agree with that, Angela? I, I completely would. It's, it's just, uh, again, it hugely resonates with me going through that, this particular, as I talked about this 10 year season and, uh, by looking at accepting those weaknesses, you know, when I had that aha moment or as someone saying you need to ask for help is um, and how I was driven. And there were particular people I wanted to reach out to because they had a different perspective. Right. So all these MBA students that came to my program, I went to those that probably were so far beyond me professionally to get feedback on. Talk to me about you know, in, in being in a relationship with me, where are those weaknesses? And so it's what I've tried to do all along through this process and growing as a leader is ensuring that, that I'm recognizing those weaknesses, yet going to the people that can really fill in the gaps for me. Um, and then again, that leads, we talked about earlier about vulnerability and organizations have to have such a safe environment for their teams to feel like they can acknowledge. And I don't think people can truly be collaborative or at least effective with it if that's not a common state of the organization. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And actually, just between the two of us, Brian, I don't know if you know this, but I, I do think of, you know, in my own mind, I'm I'm not as tech-savvy Angela's brand is. I mean, he he definitely you complete me. You you complete me, Brand, when it comes to technology. I can show you the world, but but uh, but I'm strong, you know, in other areas. My my strength is probably in organization and detail. Detail is actually one of my my values, and and I know. You know, for instance, I'm not that great with with my hands when it comes to building or if something goes wrong in, in my place with, with plumbing or electricity or, or car work or whatever. Thank God for Angie's List and the Tackle app and, and you know, Facebook yeah. let it go because I got no problem going and find somebody who's a lot stronger than I am in a lot of areas. And honestly, I think, uh, you know, I've surrounded myself, whether it's Brand and we have another friend, Brandon Hill. I mean, between the two of you guys, you guys are renaissance men. There's so many things that you do well, but, uh, you know, for me, I I'm okay with saying I've got two or three great strengths. And when you need to use those, let's go for it. And when I need some help, which kind of ties it right back into your, your, uh, thought Angela, which is you, you don't know when you're going to have to ask somebody for help. 
And and that's the crazy thing in life, right? So the state of how we leave every relationship or every interaction is is uh, it's important and it matters because eventually our lives intersect. And through weakness and vulnerability, we've we hopefully we've left the state of the relationship in good shape where you can go back and, and people are willing to be there for you. And I think that. Um, also, people need to have a really safe board of directors, a personal board of directors around yeah. them that they can really take that, I mean, vulnerability to the core and let people pour into that. Andy Stanley talks about you're the common denominator in every relationship that you have. And, uh, you know, I not this year, the last two years, I've not done it, but I typically do my own 360. Yeah. And my daughter is always the first respondent. Right. <laughs> and the question is, what is it like to be on the other side of me? Yeah. And uh, those are important things to ask, because I think, again, to identify those weaknesses in that year are important to how are we off kilter? And again, how are we if we're truly living by that servant's heart? We've got to stay true to that. And I think it's really uh, here's the the sort of other side of that 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 we don't think about, especially those who are you know sort of the traditional type A personalities, the really strong personalities that that don't want to be perceived as weak. We we want to be the ones helping. We don't want to be the ones asking. Um, I know that that has been me the majority of my life. And and you know years ago when when my, my son got sick and you know, I was in a position that I, I had to, it wasn't a choice. I had to ask other people for help, whether that was helping with my other, my other son. So my, my wife and I could continue to be with our oldest that, that was in the hospital, or if it was asking for money because I had to step away from work. Um, there were so many different things that I had to do that were incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, it's incredibly difficult for somebody who wants to be the one helping to, to flip the stage and say this is what we have to do but what i will say is this what we don't think about is if you're always the one who's helping if you're always the one with the servant's heart and you're never allowing anybody else to help when you do ask for help it is such an incredible opportunity for others to step up and bless you in whatever way that they can Um, and i had somebody i had somebody say to me once they're like listen Stop robbing people of a chance to bless you. And you need to think of it in that way. You've done a lot for other people, but you are now literally robbing them of a chance to have impact in your life. And that is not the way to live. You have to let people give give what they have to you to help that impact just like you want. You don't want to shut that down. And that was a hard that's a hard lesson to learn, I think, when you when you want to be a strong leader. That is absolutely. And, you know, also through that, when you're talking about it, it's so true. Um, I also learned that I was so busy trying to help everyone else, as you're just referring. But what I also uh, gleaned from this experience and, and emotionally is I, I put a lot of trust out there because of giving so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And so by me being comfortable in my in my worth, and it was also part of that, again, talking about that vision quest a decade, but figuring that out as well, that there were some relationships when I went and asked, um, were not people I thought for sure would be there. I don't know about either of you, but I've also had where, oh, these people are givens. And what I found is some of those givens hmm. were not there. 
Um, and, and so it's also taught me just a lot about listening to my gut. And um, other great advice in that time was turn off the volume and watch people. Mm. And, and so I think, again, who we go and ask for help for and really knowing um, that that vulnerability, when we put it out there, we can trust that. And uh, it will be honored to your point. It will be blessed. And we've seen it. But also just be cautious. I recommend that, that people watch and, uh, you know, and that's not giving um, because you think you're going to get something back. That's not my point at all. That's right. It's just to really observe the world we live in and, uh, you know, put your trust where you know it is because people you're in a reciprocating relationship. You're in an interdependent relationship. Right. That's right. Again, back to the collective strengths. And, and on that note, yep. we just want to thank you for adding your collective strengths to this uh, to this podcast. And thank you so, so much for joining us today um, with your words of wisdom, your thought that rocks. Tell us what's what's next. What's the next project for LeaderCast? What are you working on right now? We are working on our women's event, which, as I said earlier, will be our third women's event. So it's LeaderCast Women. And again, inclusive event. It strictly is a cast of of female speakers that are sharing their leadership stories. It will be October 18th here in Atlanta at the Infinite Energy Arena. And excuse me, at Cobb Energy Center. I just gave the wrong place. Cobb Energy Center and... Um, we will have it viewed by over 300 locations the day of the event for those watching at host sites. So if anybody would like to hear more about it, please check out leadercast.com. And you can also reach out to me through leadercast.com if there's any way that I can serve you or that Leadercast can help you in your journey to make the world a better place. That's awesome. So good. So good. She's walking the talk. I'll tell you. you talk about a servant's heart. This is we're we're so thankful for you to come on and and be vulnerable, which we were talking about on the show, and sharing part of your story and just giving uh, giving our audience a, a few words uh, of advice to munch on. So we're we're so thankful for you, Angela. You both of you, and I have one final thing. Thank you both for listening to what the world was telling you you need to do with your life, um, because we all need it. And the efforts that you are putting out there and the demand for what you're both doing on your podcast, keep it up because that ripple effect, you're doing it. And uh, in any way that we can serve you, let us know. But it's been an honor to be here today and just honored to talk to both of you. Uh, You're amazing. Too good. Thank you so much, Angela. God bless you and the work you're doing. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers, the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to KeplerSpeakers.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference. 
All that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.